Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. Cage. Cage is eating some gummy snacks over there. And what, what is a Swedish? Little Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Ian came home. This is what he wanted. He wanted a little this baby Yoda. That's a little Mandalorian over there. We got like a little like a little there's a ship he says a little Yoda. So I'm be chewing. Oh, I'll try to mute the oh, chewing. Oh, yeah. Dinner. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's dinner. Nutritious. So Luca Nation, guys, we um First, we want to welcome you guys back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Guys, we got to say thank you. It's, it's been an amazing ride up to this point, and we're really, really excited for what the future holds. And we feel that excitement every day when you guys engage with us uh, in the DMs, in the Discord, when you ask us questions, when you make some of the plays that we gave you and you give us feedback. Hey, this worked. This was great. And this one, you know, I didn't realize this when I – so. Guys, I wanted to just take a moment here, thank our community, thank all of you guys that supported us from day one, day 200, or you've joined us maybe one or two weeks ago uh, from the 10 for 10, and we hope we're doing a good job. And the people that are listening for the first time, we really started this show, started this podcast with no backer, no investors, just Cage and I, we wanted to share our experiences with you guys and hopefully make you guys laugh a little bit, make you guys forget about what normal life is like. And... uh, Learn about how to make money, how the financial system works, how the sports card system works, how the hobby works. And honestly, we're, we're learning alongside of you guys, and we're excited where the future holds. I also want to say, I got to give a shout out to PSA and Nat Turner today. And I'll tell you guys why. So if you haven't seen this, Gary released VFriends on Five Five about four months ago. Yesterday, he did something cool where he took his one-of-one doodles artwork and he sent those to PSA and they graded them. They graded them as authentic, true one-of-ones. And they then got auctioned off at Christie's. Why am I thanking PSA? Why am I thanking Nat Turner and giving him praise? I'll tell you, you know, we always say uh, the snake follows the head, the body follows the head, right? Well, I don't think, and this is just speculation, that with old PSA management, they would have done such a progressive move, right? This is very innovative. This is different than what PSA has ever done to grade what what's seemingly an un- unlicensed drawing as this authentic uh, slab and bridge the community between NFT and sports cards, bridge the community between these new digital collectibles with this kind of ancient uh, old school way of collecting. So I think, and this guys, some people are gonna agree with me. Some people are gonna think it's the stupidest thing ever. For me, I thought this was a really progressive and very courageous move to go and agree to grade something like this uh, and be a part of what I think is a really cool project with VFriends, as well as kind of auctioning off the tangible items on Christie's. Cage, I caught you by surprise there, but do you agree with that? Was that like, is that something PSA would have done previously? What did you think about that move? Uh, I like it. Maybe not for the reasons you're saying, but, it, you know, 
PSA has become sort of like the, uh, you know, the bellwether of the industry, right? It's sort of like, uh, you know, PSA is doing it, and then, then it's good. If PSA is not doing it, it's not. You know, everybody kind of chases PSA. Everybody wants their cards in, you know, PSA slab and all that other fun stuff. Um, and you could argue that NFTs, digital cards, digital assets are um, competition for tangible assets and therefore pose a threat to PSA. Um, and I think that they were measured in their approach because Gary has been out there preaching about or we're here preaching about or as well, that it doesn't have to be and, and, and instead of or right, that it doesn't have to be an or proposition that it, that it should be an and thing. It's part of why we're doing our own NFT, right? We want people who are in NFTs to listen to us and get them in the cards, you know, people who are, you know, people who are not card people they may realize that minting an NFT is very similar to opening a pack of cards. And, you know, there are some benefits to having a tangible asset um, that aren't there with digital and vice versa. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to introduce people in the card space to digital assets, whether it be the Panini brand, you know, the Top Shot brand, uh, you know, Wax, Tops, Candy, um, DraftKings, or just mm -hmm. a, a traditional, you know, NFT on OpenSea or any other platform, um, like we're going to be doing with Lucas Tigers. Um, and I got to tell you, good for them. Because, you know, why I say it's measured is because Gary is not out there saying, NFTs are going to kill cards. He's saying the exact opposite. So if they were going to embrace the NFT world, they did it with a good ambassador. You know what I mean? That he's going to be out there saying, hey, these are digital, you know, drawings, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know whether PSA sees an avenue in this for themselves for, you know, for continued grading. I mean, maybe, maybe some of the, you know, the, some of the artists that have tangible um, art that they turn into digital art, um, you know, maybe they can slab the, the originals. I, I mean, you know, I just, I think it was a good move by them. It is a cool progressive thing and it gets people talking. Thousand percent, uh, and guys, as this happens time and time again, we get you give credit for Gary, eight million followers, Nat Turner PSA, seven hundred million dollar business. I gotta give a shout out to Yam Wax. Before there was V Friends, uh, combining tangible and intangible, Yam did the the tangible and uh, NFT with the Elon Musk, and he very much paved the way where he went ahead and got that Elon Musk card slab graded, sent that out to people. And then he also attached the NFT version with the same serial number and sent that to them to the MetaMask. So got to give Yam a shout out. If you guys are listening and don't know Yamwax, shoot him a DM because this is someone that understands culture, understands the marketplace really, really well. But more than anything, he's one of those people that's like, a, to me, he reminds me of a natural born teacher. If teachers were incentivized the right way and paid the right amount of money, this is the talent you would get because no matter what, I've never seen this guy lose his cool, never lose his patience. He's always willing to take the time to answer questions and help people. I think he's one of the best ambassadors for NFTs and sports cards and the bridge between the two. So, guys, if you don't know Yamwax, reach out. Now, let's talk really quickly, as we never talk quickly about anything, about our own <laughs> I NFT. I talk quickly, just not the way you So <laughs> You mean guys, be brief. <laughs> be brief. Um, you do talk quickly. <laughs> We got a lot of messages last night, more than I expected. It's like uh, after Vegas Summit, everyone's back. It was a lot. Uh, it was a lot. It was um, a lot. First off, the people, 
it wasn't just from people at our table. It was from people from all five tables who were sending us messages. It wasn't just our table. The I best can't table. That was, that was a hilarious, hilarious post. The best table. I mean, I don't know DJ Ski or anything, but I would. I don't even, I'm sure he's awesome. What's the matter? Uh, no, I got a text literally about the table right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was fun, man. And, and honestly, guys, with that kind of stuff, let's just have some fun. I'm going to leave it at that. But with our NFT, guys, we got a ton of different questions, but let's start with something super, super, super basic. How do you buy Ether? How do you set up your MetaMask wallet? So we're going to have a ton of tutorials. Shout out to 1.37 p.m. Tyler, I've seen you grow that business. You do an amazing job, Tyler Schmitty. Uh, We're going to reference some of the 137 articles. But guys, if you really want to make it basic, you go to MetaMask, you hit create a wallet, and you can now, just really recently they added this, I believe, is you can buy Ethereum with Apple Pay. It's that simple. That's how I think about it. So if you're having trouble, if you really kind of want to do it the simplest way, create a MetaMask account, link your Apple Pay. You could buy Ethereum right there. No questions asked. Please, please, please remember the, the secret passphrase, the seed phrase. Make sure to write that down. Save the CSV on your computer. Do whatever you need to do, but make sure to save that. That's super, super important. So that's basic stuff about the, the NFT. Anything you want to talk about, Lucas Tigers, with what, what we got going on, Cage? Yeah, I mean, the the, uh, the response based on yesterday's episode is amazing. Uh, thank you, guys. And it, it runs everything from, you know, I can't wait. Is there a maximum to how many I can buy, which we got quite a few times, to I've never bought one before. Will you guys help me and walk me through the process step by step? And the answer, of course, is yes. And, you know, if you're listening to this um, and you're thinking um, – well, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to sit this one out. I wish I could get in it. Jump in our Discord. Link in the bio. Right? Jump in the Discord. And jump right into the jungle, which is what we call it. Welcome to the jungle. Um, and just say, hey, look, I really want to get in on this, but I don't know how. Let's walk through it. Um, we're probably going to do um, you know, some lives over the weekend. You know, We may even just hop on a Zoom with you or a live or whatever it is, you know, you know, maybe do a, like a FaceTime with you and walk you through it. Um, you know, we want everybody who wants to have access to this to be able to have access to it um, and show you how to do it. So get on there. Uh, you know, people in the community have already been helping others in the community before we even have a chance to do it. So that's pretty awesome to see as well. Um, and I don't know what time you'll be listening to this, guys, but we have a link tree. You know, the link's in the bio. Um, you know, depending upon when you're listening to this episode, hopefully our website for the NFT is up and ready to rock and roll. And um, when he you know, says, hopefully it's going to be up and we basically corrected. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a freak like this guys. I'm a control freak. I'm working on it. I'm going to therapy. Well, I say hopefully, uh, cause I never know if you're going to give it the thumbs up. That's all. I was like, change this dark gray charcoal font to black. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan, I apologize, man. I don't know why I am the way I am, but I, I, I Someone told me detail. The devil's in the details, and I, I, I took that to heart. So, <laughs> but listen, guys, you know the 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 link tree will have will be there. Our website will be up there. It'll give you some details. It'll tell you basically our mission statement. Some of our roadmap is on there. You know what we plan to do during the minting. Um, and if anybody wants a, uh, you know maybe a, a LeBron Chrome PSA ten rookie or a Jordan rookie or a, a Kobe maybe anybody wants an NFT a big one. 
you know, one of the, one of the biggies. Uh, maybe you want to check it out because you know those might be part of the roadmap. You never yep. know. So and uh, if you if you want to do a business consulting call with me, you're <laughs> shit out of luck because I don't know shit. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, guys. You know, we, we talked about it a lot yesterday, and we don't want to kill it because I have I have an amazing play, one of the plays I'm most excited about in a long time to to bring. Um, so I'm I, you know I'm happy to get to that, but but it's been a little it's been a little dull after national. We've had a little bit of a lull here in the hobby. It's great that football's back, and we know basketball's going to pick it up. Vegas Summit seems to have ended, and. Um, I really do think this this you know this NFT should be one of the first, if not the first, for hobby content. And um, you know, in addition to trying to educate everybody on how to get into this and then how to get into this other you know area of of investing and 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 just this cool world that's being done. Uh, Two hundred thousand wallets spent how many billions of dollars on OpenSea this you know in August? May? Right, insane. So you guys know Etsy. OpenSea did more revenue in 16 days than Etsy did the entire month of August. So in half of the month, OpenSea did three billion. I think it was two to three billion in revenue in 200,000 wallets. Yeah, 200,000. That's so it's uh, it's like we like to say in the hobby, first inning. So I mean, we're hoping we're not boring you with this stuff. We're hoping it's something you want to get you know involved in. Some of our OGs are like we've never done this, but if we were ever going to do it, we're doing it with you guys. Yep. And we love that, you know, it just speaks volumes. Um, you know, we can't say thank you enough to that. And, uh, and know that we don't take that lightly. Um, and, you know, know that this is not something that we plan on dropping next week and never talking about again. Yeah. Uh, the exact opposite is the case. Um, you know, we're still going to do sports cars. We'll still do all this stuff. And we really want to, we really want to bring the audiences together. We want to bring that crypto and those cards, those cards and that crypto, the tangible and, and the, and the digital worlds kind of together because they really should not be an or they should be an and um and yeah man i mean listen the 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 i'm excited about it well our website will be up it's gonna have a lot of details a lot of information and we're here to answer any questions that you may have and you know that's our that's our uh, that's our nft uh, talk for the day last last one thing so i probably got 10 dms today saying you know uh -oh. this is going to be my first nft I've never, I, I'm all in, but I've never even bought Ether. Uh, guys, just send me a DM. I've already done a few video calls where we share the screen and I help people through it. It's actually kind of what I enjoy the most. So, so don't feel like it's ever a burden. I'm, I'm happy to do it. So send me a DM. Uh, we'll get on a call. You could have my cell phone number. We could do a FaceTime. We could do a screen share on Discord and ha happy to walk people through that. I've never done it. It's, it's one of those things. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm fortunate now looking back that I got into crypto in 2013, 14, because uh, I have a few of these kind of experiences under my belt. It's one of those things that you do it once and you get it. At first, it feels so daunting. And it's like, what, what am I doing? I'm sending my money to these random 48 characters. But guys, once you go through it twice and you see the full loop and how safe it is, how, how easy it is, it makes sense. So don't be overwhelmed by something that you haven't tried before. Know that you're in good hands. Uh, we'll walk you through it. I love doing this stuff. I'm happy to jump on a screen share and, and, and help you guys out. Let's get into our plays. Yeah, man. I bet I mean, our plays are extremely different today. How about the play? The play is going to be the Lucas Tigers. I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I don't know what, what's going to end up happening. We'll find out next week. Um, you know, for anybody who's thinking about doing it and has any questions, Andrew's right. Just reach out to us and know that, you know, we will be there every step of the way 
pre-mint, during-mint, after-mint, and for years to come. Um, we really think this is a cool way of just kind of... Um, I know what's going to happen. Being members of the community, us saying thank you and continue to deliver for you. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, can I, can, you know what's going to happen. Can I just say this? You know, one of the things that I talked about with Andrew in our first month, and this is not NFTs specifically, so, so don't, don't tune out if you're that guy who hates the NFTs, was, you know, our orange tiger stripes that are around our Instagram page, right? You know, the, the avatar, right? You know, we have a little, you know, a little picture of ourselves there with the orange stripes. And I told Andrew that I had, this was before it was being done with NFTs. It was before the punks. It was before all that stuff. And I said, I had this, this vision of the Luca nation, you know, uh, you know, all, all the people who are fans of Luca's tigers and bronze that you'd have tiger stripes that, you know, people would be earning their stripes, you know, listening and, and engaging and being part of the community. And it's funny because obviously this is not what I was thinking at the time, but it, it, will, it will get us there, you know, like, I mean, this was, this was, you know, the better part of a year before I even knew what an NFT was. Um, and yet still, you know, it, it, it's a cool thing. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see that people's Twitter account, you know, their, 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 their profile pictures being changed to, you know, to Luca's tigers. It's just going to be a really cool thing. And, you know, we're going to make sure that when people do that and they're repping Luca's tigers that, you know, we're going to do what we can to make sure that it's, it's, it's worth their time to do that and worth their investment in doing it. So. All right, please. Please. Um, we think about cards, right, as stocks. We've talked about that for a while. Alternate investing, they're similar to stocks. There's some differences. We should also think about grading companies as stocks, right? Okay. So if we, if we do, if we play that, that thought exercise, to me, PSA is trading at an all-time high, mm -hmm. right? They're far and above number one. HGA. They're trading at their 52-week highs, is how I'd put it. They're not they're not near PSA, but they're trading at 52-week highs. SGC's had a nice little run. But I'll tell you, if I'm looking at one stock and it's trading near the lows, what company do you think that is? BGS, you're looking for a dead cat bounce in Beckett? Well, so here, so here we're looking at a stock. That's a good one. That's a great one, actually. Um, that count bound, that count bound. I always picture that in my head. I, I get the visual representation of that, and it kind of it's like a mind fuck. So I'm looking at BGS and I'm thinking, okay, grading we know is subjective. Right now, there's this post floating out there. Somebody had a Kobe Bryant rookie. They took it was a PSA eight when they graded it first. Regraded it, got a PSA five. Then regraded, got a BGS nine five. Obviously, grading has some subjectivity because that's not a one-off case like the internet wants to pitch. I got 10 to 15 PSA 5s out of the two 300 cards I've graded. And these are modern cards. Cage has as well. So for only whatever recently. reason, only, only recently. recently. I've never got a 5 ever. Like now, a PSA now, 5 is, if, I, if I submit enough cards, there's 5s in there. I now know there'll be a 5, no matter and, what. And, and that five, some of those fives look better than the sixes, sevens, and eights I've got. So I'm, I'm, I always wonder, what does that PSA five mean? But anyway, so we know that there's at least some subjectivity in grading, right? We all have different perceptions of how subjective it is. 
there's also this thing of like, what does the market want, right? So the market is frustrated with BGS because they've raised prices. They don't really seem to care about consumers. They haven't done anything publicly to say, you guys are in good hands or trust us, right? But at the same time, they haven't said anything publicly. They've just gone about their business. They have a track record. They have cards that are sold in the millions of dollars. And I'm starting to look at their market as an opportunity. So when markets are kind of the way they are, right now it's not a very volatile time in cards, right? We, we always talk about this volatility, like Jordan card went up 20X. Well, volatility is actually a good thing because without volatility, it cuts both ways, right? Sure, cards could fall a lot or assets could fall a lot, but they could also gain a lot. So volatility is important. Right now in a period with a lack of volatility, I start looking for arbitrage. So arbitrage is where you could take something here and sell it here and have a profit margin. What we typically do with cards is we buy something here, we hold it and we hope it appreciates. Okay, great. That's investing, that's appreciation, great. That's one way to make money. But arbitrage, taking something here, doing something in the middle and selling it for more is what I'm looking for opportunities in a non-volatile market. It's actually a great time to do that because in a non-volatile market, arbitrage is a lot easier to spot. I'm starting to look at BGS 95s. And I had a great conversation with someone who's basically become a mentor in the hobby for me, Eric Myers, Haley Hustle. He says a lot of people talk about their entry strategy, but nobody, very few people talk about exit strategy. So let's talk about the PSA 10 Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer. Okay, so you buy that car for 200K, right? It goes up to 400K. You want to sell it to get your money, but you know you're never really going to have another opportunity to rebuy that card. So you're kind of like stuck in the middle. You're like, I want to take my profit, but I also want this card. Same thing happens. Let's go and say that a BGS 95 Jordan is 80K. Let's say you buy five of those. And that 80K, and it doesn't double, doesn't go to 160, it goes to 140. Okay? So the return, bless you, bless you. Pravda. Pravda. I am speaking the truth. Thank you. Uh, it doesn't go up as much. It doesn't double. So the PSA 10 doubled, the BGS 95 hasn't doubled. But you have an exit strategy baked in because you could take four of those BGS 95 Jordans, sell them off, and what do you have left? You're holding a Jordan. So you've made your money, and now you're sitting on house money, and you have that Jordan. And we talk about these entry points, but we don't talk about exit. And I think with BGS right now, because they're selling at 45 to 50% of a PSA 10, which is absurd, you have a real opportunity to kind of fractionalize PSA 10s with BGS 95s. And even if PSA 10s outpace 95s in their gains, you still have the opportunity to have an easier exit strategy where you could sell off a portion of your portfolio versus the whole thing. So guys, this is what I think. And by the way, if we just circle back to NFT, when Cage said, and I said, I know what's going to happen. I'll, it's if one person buys the NFT or 10,000 buy it, nothing's going to change with us. We're going to hop on here. We're going to give you guys free information. We're going to give you plays, but also strategies. And we're going to be a part of this community long-term. And, and I think little examples like this, where yesterday I bring you uh, one play. Two days ago, I bring you the canvas uh, play, which is in a piece of art. 
Today, I bring you a strategy, something to look at. So we always want to have you guys thinking about different ways to position yourself, different ways to make money. Today's different. Today's strategy and arbitrage versus, hey, look at this investment. I like Over it. to you. I like it. And, uh, you know, the exit strategy is something we talk about here, Dif having different exit strategies, different exits here and there on, on making a play. And my, my play today is actually, um, it, it falls in line with that because it, it does have multiple exits. Um, not a lot of people are going to love this one. I absolutely you, love it. You, you said this is one of your best plays. I absolutely love it. And, and here's why not a lot of people are going to love it. It's baseball. So right off the bat, baseball. there are people who don't love baseball. It's a pitcher. So pitcher. second, you know, besides Otani, people don't really love pitcher plays. And the dude's 37 years old. Right? So if you can look past those three fun facts, 37-year-old, we're not investing in a youngster here, um, uh, pitcher and a baseball card, uh, then I think I got a play for you guys. Um, and there are a few of them on eBay. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting play here. It's an interesting play. So, sorry, man. Uh, we got the same person continuing to text me, even though I said recording, 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 recording. And the texts just keep coming in. But in any event. Do you know how, do, you know how do Not Disturb works, Cage? No, I never do that. I'm too old. My phone does not have a mute button. My phone's not. The, the hair is blue. So, anyway, um, 37 years old. Sunday of this week, immaculate inning. You know what an immaculate inning is? You want me to pull it up? No, no. I'm, I'm asking. I'll tell you what it is. An immaculate inning is somebody who – It's a perfect out, inning. Yeah. Strike nine out pitches. one, two. Nine nice. pitches. Not just, not just you know, up and down, not just striking out the side. Strike out the side on nine pitches. So you throw nine pitches, nine strikes, done. Okay? So this guy did that on Sunday, right? And um, what was fun about it is one of the three strikeouts was Fernando Tatis. Um, I think it's the third time that he's done this, you know, in a, um, an immaculate inning. Um, and, um, or, you know, he's done it before, maybe he's done it twice. I think only the only other people who have done it as many times as him were Sandy Colfax and Chris Sale. So fun stuff, right? No, not Nolan Ryan. He was awesome, buddy, but no, he never, he, he didn't do that. Right. So he also, in the same game, a couple innings later, reached 3,000 strikeouts, making him only the 19th pitcher to ever get 3,000 strikeouts for the career. So now you got somebody who's being talked about the same breath as Sandy Colfax, and only 18 other pitchers have had more strikeouts than him, right? Which is it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. And he took a no-no into the eighth inning where it was broken up. Eh, it is what it is. You know, you can't pitch no-hitters all the time, but he has two of them already. This would have been his third. He's one of only he's one of only thirty five pitchers to have two no nos, right? Here's the fun. We talk about our exits. This guy's already won a World Series. He's already won three Cy Young awards, right? And he got traded to the Dodgers. He was already having such a good first half with the Nationals that he was the starter for the All Star game for the National League, right? So he was already starting at the All Star game. Traded to the Nats, and in his eight starts. He has an ERA of .88. Leads the league in ERA, whip, hits per nine, you name it, all that stuff. And it's going to come down to him and um, Corbin Burns of, of Milwaukee on who wins the Cy Young for the National League this year, which doesn't really happen when you're traded too often. Um, and uh, it would be his fourth 
Cy Young Award, which would be pretty crazy. Um, I think it would be he'd be like a fifth person to do that. Um, and we're already talking about this, like the CC Sabathia trade and away, you know, these great midseason trades that just go down in, in 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 history as like, wow, look at these, look at you know, this is you know, Kershaw just came back. He doesn't look like himself. His fastball's under ninety. He's still good. Thirty-three years old. You can't uh, trust Kershaw in the postseason. This is this is this is, this is a winning year. pitcher. But, but the Dodgers, yeah, they're behind the Giants right now. But there's not that many people who believe the Giants are going to stay there. Oh my God! There's not that many people who believe the Giants are going to stay there. And um, you know, it's a lot hey of Al, would you stop sending him yeah, pictures, dude? What? Come on with the text, brother. Read it. It says recording, recording. Anyway, so it is what it is. Just so, 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 Scherzer, all these fun things, and forget about all the individual accolades. He may win again. I mean, there's not many people out there who think that the Dodgers are going to have much trouble winning. Um, you know, some good teams out there. It's not going to be the easiest run for them, but people think the Dodgers got another shot of winning. And here's a guy who, if there's one shot. thing, there's one thing yeah, he like, didn't. They have an all-star game, man. And all, they have an all-star so, team on both sides of the ball. If there's one thing that his resume might be lacking, it's that when he got there, even though he was the number one pitcher, when he got there with the Nats, it wasn't his pitching that was the decider. It was Strasburg, believe it or not, at the time. That's why he won the MVP and not Scherzer. So talk about a nice, you know, topper on the season. If he's out there and he wins the MVP, you know, he, he has some, some, some killer nationally televised games for the Dodgers, you name it. My play, my play is his 2008 Tops update UH280 PSA 10. They are available. Buy it now for $740. And PSA 10, you want to buy a nine because you don't want to invest $740? Fine. What's funny about this is that there are ones up at auction that are higher than the $740. And what that tells me is people are bidding on these and not even looking at the ones that are available out there and they're starting to bid these things up. And the couple of them that are there below $750 will be gone. And that this card in the postseason will probably move closer to $1,000, if not over. And if you want to, if he's having a postseason run, you'll probably be able to sell this one with a profit. There's one exit. If they win, as many people think they're going to win, and he has a great season, I think he'd be able to sell for more profit. But if they don't, and you decided to hang on to it, and you have missed those two exits, fun postseason run, World Series, you name it, his contract's up at the end of the year. And normally you'd say a 37-year-old, maybe he's going to hang it up. Look at the season this guy's having. He's the best pitcher in the league. Best pitcher in baseball, perhaps. And he will be re-signing somewhere else. Maybe re-signing with the Dodgers. Maybe he'll sign somewhere else. And that will provide another possible exit when that fan base sees that he's signing with them. Especially if it's not with the Dodgers, right? And a whole other fan base is like, oh, look at this, you know, and imagine he wins a World Series and resigns with the Dodgers and maybe comes back as a favorite to win another championship. So the point here is inexpensive card, right? Cool-looking card. Same year as Kershaw, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and Scherzer's might actually sell for a little less, um, which is pretty pretty crazy. Also kind of a cool card, guys. I'll pull it up here. It's um, it, it's like a fax, fax auto. Facsimile. Facsimile. Facsimile auto. Thank you. Yep, so right. here it is. There's a th- more PSA tens than I actually initially thought there might be. I look, be. it's like eleven hundred or so. Like yep, 
something like that. So here's here's the card on Starstock. Uh, not not graded PSA time, but this is what it looks like. Kind of, the, I think 2008 tops. Anything tops or tops chrome is kind of a little bit of an iconic set with this. Cool kind looking, of right? Design. Yeah, I, I very much like 2008 tops. And I mean, listen, this guy's had a great career. Um, you know, he's done a lot of stuff. He doesn't have much more in the tank, but he's already done everything he needs to do. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. Um, you know, the question will just be what ballot he gets in on. And there's another exit many years from now. But I love this play. You know, I'm getting excited for, for you know, for postseason baseball, which is going to come up. There's a lot of cool things that are going to happen between now and then. Um, but, I, you know, I love the season change. And, you know, we're going to be playing meaningful baseball games in October. And this guy just seems to always be playing meaningful games in October. And now he's going to do it on a huge stage out with the Dodgers in the team that won last year. It almost reminds me sort of like Kevin Durant, you know, coming over to the, the, the Warriors when they already won. And, you know, he puts his little stamp on it, gets, you know, gets his ring there. So that's my play. I mean, you can't argue with the numbers. Max Scherzer, man, this is it's going to be a fun series. I, we talked about it yesterday. Giants, Dodgers, they're head and shoulders the best two teams uh, in the major leagues. And if you look at the Dodgers, man, I mean, I know Trevor Bauer is not pitching right now, but Scherzer, Kershaw, Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, Joe Kelly, Cole Hamels, David Price. I know some of these guys are washed up, but like they're just stacked. And then their lineup is even better it's it's incredible um it's fun heading into i love october baseball i very much do so a lot of people right, so don't love the baseball play but think about this right i mean this guy is this is this is one of the one of the greats currently playing um he's done everything you could ever ask a pitcher to do he's a cool personality and to be able to get you know a a 13 14 year old rookie card of somebody who's you know clear-cut hall of famer and still has the potential to increase this year and you know going forward at the price point that it's at, um, I like the play. I'm worried he. The only thing with Scherzer is he never had a huge fan base. Yeah, because he's moved teams. He started with the D-backs. He was on the he was on the Tigers for a little while. Nationals, not a Dodgers. So yeah, that's you know th- there's definitely something to be said about that. Um, you know, if he goes out there and pitches a couple games, you know, lights out in the World Series, the Dodgers will embrace him as theirs <laughs> pretty quickly. And, and honestly, I, I this is I, like I could see him pitching a no hitter, a perfect game, uh, eight inning, nine inning kind of shutout type of thing in the postseason. That he has that stuff, so definitely, definitely like it. Two different plays. You got a pitcher, PSA ten uh, of a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, and here, here my play is my f- most hated grading company, uh, BGS. I think that they're completely underpriced across the board. I'm actually probably interested in you guys doing some research. Like if you guys go to the video, I'm, I'll try to pull it up here where I talked about the Connor McDavid play for uh, you did it. Canvas. You, did it. you said McDavid. Good job. Connor McGregor, Connor McDavid. So where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, but it, when I made that play, someone commented on the episode and they said, if you can't afford this one, you should try these other guys. So let me see if I could find uh, anyway. Other, other players or other cards for Connor McDavid? Uh, other cards, other opportunities. Like if Connor McDavid is overpriced, give this guy a shot. Or this this guy's also a canvas, uh, an opportunity. Yeah, I can't find it right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll post about it. Or if you're interested in hockey, um, any of the three of you can message Andrew. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, hockey fans. I know we got a lot of hockey fans who listen. Guys, I got to tell you, I am so excited for our Sunday whatnot show. I know I can't stop talking about it, but last night I already put together a whole board of kind of leans. These games I'm laying off. These games I'm really, really confident in. These games I'm leaning towards. So I love starting to cap the games early on in the week. For me, that how'd gives that, me a lot of perspective. How'd that work out for John Anthony, though, when he when he made his pick? I know. Like, You're already picking on Tuesday? Picking on Tuesday, yeah. And if you want, I'll give you next week's games on Friday. All right. That didn't work out. That didn't work out too good for him. He, that was after he kind of lost his uh, his mojo. After he found out that Stu Finer was the one who uh, paid paid off that lady, and he didn't have confidence. I, I'm going in with a lot of confidence off my two and four record last week. So, <laughs> oh, what was my record? Uh, I'm not sure, man. We didn't keep track of last week's picks. Well, um, I'll find it. We it's will one week. I'll I'll the episode. Okay. We will this week. So, can I say one thing, guys? Don't get this, okay. don't get don't get disturbed about fantasy. So fantasy is one of those weird things, right? It's, you know, I don't really love the daily fantasy. I like the whole deal. Don't get disturbed about fantasy. Here's one of the crazy things about fantasy. So I won this week. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's late turnover. He, uh, I would have had the best, the best point outage. Like, I had number one in points. And then because of that, I fell to number two after he, he, after he fumbled the ball in overtime. So I felt – I, I won because of that, Cage. So Wow. I, so I was going into overtime. We were tied. The, we were, I, I was going to win by like half a point. Then the he had the Ravens defense, so they got an interception. So he went into the lead, and then they fumbled, and fumbled I got the lead back. That's amazing. So so that fumble cost me, you know, the number one. So it doesn't you don't win anything for top score of the week. But the point here, and it's funny, you're making the point also. Like you know, think of how crazy that is. You could have been just as good as drafting. The, the way the ball bounces, one play here and there determines whether or not you win. So the guy I played against this week, I believe, had the. F- third or fourth highest point total in the league, but is now sitting at 0-1 because he played me, and I had a lot of points. Whereas in one of the other matchups, the two teams with the lowest scoring played each other. So it was they, one had like 80-something points, one had like 90 points. Like I would have beat both these guys by like 60, yeah. 70 points. They were horrible, but the guy with 90 points – there's 12 teams in the league. He would only beat one team. He was the 11th scoring offense, but the team he was playing against, the one he beat, that guy's 1-0, and the poor guy who played against me, who outscored him by 50 points, is 0-1. Don't get discouraged. It's one week of fantasy. Everything will even out. You know, don't get, oh my goodness. Like, you, you, you posted somewhere, like, hey, what was your waiver wire pickup? And I'm like, uh, that was today. <laughs> Like, I, I, this is how horrible I am in fantasy. I'll probably just go straight the whole season with the team I drafted. I, I, you know, I think my waiver priority was pretty good too because I was low in the draft, and it didn't matter. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick anyone. I'm sure that was we, a steal. We, we, ch- we changed our waiver priority. We're doing like that whole hundred dollar buy in type of thing. Like you have a hundred dollars to spend on a waiver a week oh. or a year. Oh, so you could as spend, soon as they so change. Like- I voted for that option, but as soon as they change it, I know I'm not going to pick anyone up from the wire. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I like making trades, though. I like making. I'm a huge trade fan. I might trade my homes. I might trade my homes away. I'll take them, but we're not in the same league. But I'll take Mahomes. No, we're not. I give you Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey for Mahomes. But someone offered me. I'm uh, Jackson cards eight eight eight. He, had, we played each other, and we're thinking of making a, a trade. Lamar, uh, Mahomes, Lamar, and Devonta Smith. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Not enough. 
Not worth enough. it. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. I mean, it's close. Sorry, I like Jack's Triple Eight, but hey, fantasy. We get to talk about this on Sunday on whatnot. I'm excited, and maybe I'll throw some slabs yes. into the mix, right? If I can figure out how to do that, we'll do. You know, I'll throw some maybe some football slabs, maybe some raw. I mean, I got that cool Trevor Lawrence college ticket auto out of 16 that Ian pulled. Maybe I'll throw that one up there. Maybe we have some fun, some fun cards. I think Ian Ian recently pulled a Tua Prism Silver, which is a nice card, nice. but we don't we don't have it graded. There's a lot of football stuff that we opened in the last year that we don't really have graded. So uh, maybe we'll throw some raw stuff out there and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. And guys, just so you know, uh, why we create the created this partnership the way it does is you don't have to buy a single card. The yeah. first hour, it's just we're just gonna interact with you guys. You'll be in the comments. We'll see if we can bring a few people onto the live stream ourselves, and we're just gonna preview the games. We're just gonna talk about the weekend, uh, the games ahead, fantasy against the spread, daily fantasy. So we, we wanted to do something different. Whatnot is blowing up. Just about every single content creator is now on there. So download the app, create an account. You don't have to spend a single dollar with us to get the show. 100% free, and we're just going to give you our analysis. This is the bets that we think are good. These are the teams and suppliers and stuff like that. So that's whatnot. We gave you guys two plays. So thank you, for all of you, for the support with the NFT project. Know that this is going to be a long-term project. It's ambitious. We're biting off a lot. But uh, we appreciate that you guys put your trust in us because we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to do everything. We're going to move heaven and earth to make sure that we over-deliver for you guys. And uh, we're really looking forward to building this out because what's cool with these NFT projects is we, you don't know, you know, it's like, we don't know what we don't know. A lot of the utility that's going to be eventually layered on is going to come from you guys asking for stuff. And that's going to, that's going to be where it's really cool, where we could bridge maybe our relationships with some of the big players in the hobby and maybe connect that with the general community and get a lot, a lot done there. So Really looking forward to that. You guys telling us this is the direction we want to head. So unless there's any final words, Cage, I'll cut it here. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Listen, that was awesome. That was a great, that was a great, 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 uh, great conclusion there. I can't even do anything with it. Thank you. This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um... Do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.